Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Ten guiding principles by which we can arise and build. Ten guiding principles. Number one, we must all carry that burden and desire to see that the church of God is built. We must all carry that burden. So burden means concern. Burden also has to do with interest. We must all carry that burden and desire to see that the church of God is built. All of us who have decided to be a part of this mission, a part of this assignment, must share in the burden and have a certain concern and interest that the house of God, that the church of God should be built. You can never say you are serious about the building of the house of God until you have a burden. Because your burden will drive you to align yourself properly so that whatever work is there for us to do, you can also join in it. So that's the first principle. Look at Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 1 to 4. We've read that before, but we'll keep referring to portions as we go on. New Living Translation, Nehemiah 1, 1 to 4. These are the memoirs of Nehemiah son of Hakaliah. In late autumn, in the month of Kislev, in the 20th year of King Artaxerxes' reign, I was at the fortress of Susa. Hanani, one of my brothers, came to visit me with some other men who had just arrived from Judah. I asked them about the Jews who had returned there from captivity and about how things were going in Jerusalem. They said to me, things are not going well for those who return to the province of Judah. They are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem has been torn down and the gates have been destroyed by fire. When I heard this, yes, I sat down and wept. In fact, for days I moaned, fasted and prayed to the God of heaven. Now we see Nehemiah here and from what transpired, you can see that there was a certain burden that he had concerning the people of God, concerning Jerusalem, concerning the city. There was a certain burden that he had. He was concerned. You see, he was living comfortably in the palace, serving the king as his cupbearer. We can safely assume that things were okay for him there. 
but there was a certain concern and interest that he took in the people of God, in the things of God, and in the city of God. And I dare say that it was that interest that drove him and that moved him and that motivated him to arise and do something about the walls of Jerusalem that have been broken down. If you want God to use you effectively in anything to do with his house, then there's a certain concern, there's a certain burden, there's a certain interest that you must have in the house of God, in the things of God. Can I have an amen from somebody? You can never say that you are serious about God, about his house, about his work, if there's nothing in your heart. No burden, no concern, no interest. It doesn't matter to you whether things are working or not. It doesn't matter to you whether the house of God is built or not. If you don't have that thing, God can never use you to do something as great as helping to build his house. Hallelujah. Write this down. One of the clearest signs of your assignment. One of the clearest signs of your assignment. Is the burden God places on your heart. Concerning certain things. One of the clearest signs of your assignment. Is the burden God places on your heart. Concerning certain things. Then write this down also. The things that interest you highly. Which cause you to come alive. The things which interest you highly. Which cause you to come alive. Are also an indication of what your work is likely to be. The things that interest you highly. Which cause you to come alive. Are also an indication of what your work is likely to be. What am I saying to you? The first point that I've established is that where building the house of God is concerned, there is a need to have a burden and a concern and an interest. You must develop an interest that the house of God should be built. So it's the first principle. But I have moved beyond that to also point this to you. That often when you have a certain burden in your heart, concerning certain things it may actually be a revelation of something that God wants you to do so if you notice for example that there's a way you feel anytime you see orphans there's a way you feel anytime you see widows that there's a way you feel anytime you see street children there's a way you feel when you hear about women being abused, wives being abused and all of that. It may actually be an indication that there's something that God wants you to do. So often a burden that you have, a concern that you have, an interest that you have may be God trying to draw your attention to the fact that he has a certain assignment for you to do. That some of you, there's a certain way you feel about children. So don't joke with that. 
I think that the children's ministry is a very, very important one. Very, very important ministry. And if you're somebody who feels drawn to children and to their welfare and all of that, it may actually be a sign that God has a special ministry for you in that regard. And then the other thing also is that anything that interests you highly, that you come alive anytime it comes up, is an indication of what your work is likely to be. So I've just hinted on these things to help you because sometimes you look at yourself and you ask yourself that, what am I supposed to be doing? What is my work? What is my mission? Everybody has a mission and a mandate. So right now I've shifted a little bit from building the church of God to building other things. And I'm explaining to you that if you discover that you seem to have a lot of interest in a certain area, that there are certain things that cause you to come alive, don't disregard those things. Hold on to them. Embrace them. Explore them to the best of your ability. Because that is what may actually cause you to prosper and to do well in this life. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter if you went to school to go and study a certain course. It may not be that course you pursued in school that is going to let you do well and prosper and flourish in this life. It may not be that. There are people I know, I mean, as I'm talking right, I can think of one lady I know, very intelligent lady. You know, she used to work for one of these corporate organizations and she was high up there. She was not an odd, at any ordinary level. Now, as we speak today, she's, she's not doing that In fact, she, she dropped it completely because her passion and what drove her was fashion. She was interested in the fashion industry. She was interested in coming up with designs and producing things. Clothing, producing a clothing line. Those were the things that interested her. So she actually resigned from a lucrative job that she had so that she could concentrate on her fashion business. Now, a move like that may not make sense to others. Because it's like, how can you quit a good job like this with all the security that it offers to now go into something that may not be so clear-cut? And there are a lot of people in the fashion industry. And that step may actually come with a lot of risks. But you see, if the passion is there and the drive is there and the interest is there and you stick long enough with it, you'll be surprised where God will bring you to and you'll be surprised what God will do with your life. Can I have an amen from somebody? So take note of these things. The first principle again, we must all carry that burden, concern and desire to see that the church of God is built. Amen. Number two. We are looking at principles, guiding principles by which we can arise and build. Number two, we must invest a lot of time to pray and wait on God. Recognizing that it is really God who will build his church. We must invest a lot of time to pray and wait on God. 
and recognize that it is really God who will build his church. That is the second guiding principle to guide us in our mission to build the house of God. We must invest a lot of time to pray and wait on God and recognize that it is really God who will build his church. When Nehemiah received the news, you will notice that one of the things he did was to pray. So in Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 5 to 11, he spent a lot of time, he, he entered into prayer. And you will notice that he said he spent time to pray, to fast, and to wait on God. Amen. 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 When the king asked him what he wanted, he prayed to God. When he heard the news about what was going on, he prayed to God. So you can see that a lot of prayer went into the assignment. And I'm explaining to you, my dear friends, that concerning the building of Shepherd's Fold Restoration Family, there is a need to invest in prayer, waiting on God, fasting. And for your information, I did not just get up to start this ministry. If you don't know it, it was a real struggle for me to accept to start this ministry. It was a struggle. And before I decided that I was going to do this, I spent a lot of time to pray and wait on God. I actually went out of town so that I could have enough space and not be distracted to just pray and find out what do you want me to do? This church thing, is, it, is this something you want me to actually continue? Or is it that this season of my life, that season of my life is over and I must find something else to do with my life? It was not easy. But my conviction only came after I spent a lot of time praying about it. And then those of you who've been around for some time, you also notice that we, we entered into a time, we did some 21 days of prayer and fasting. And during that period, we were not eating any pleasant bread. We were eating grass. We were eating fruits, vegetables. Those were the things that we were eating. Except we can see you balance it small with something else to help you on the way. As we speak currently, it is our schedule, normal arrangement. Every Wednesday, we pray and we fast from morning till evening. Saturday dawn, we gather to pray, not physically. Thank God for technology. You know, we just put the prayer topics on the a page, we share it, and everybody join in. Now, there's a reason why we are doing all of that. And the reason is because it is really God who will build his church. I said, it is really God who will build his church. And by extension, anything that you are trying to do or build for yourself, if God doesn't build it, it will not be built. Psalm 127 verse 1. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. And except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh, but in 
vain. What the word of God is saying to us, my dear friends, is this. That whatever you are trying to do, whatever you are trying to achieve and accomplish in your life, if God is not behind it, if the hand of the Lord is not involved in it, you are not likely to succeed. And especially where the house of God is concerned and where the things of God are concerned, God must be the one who is building. Otherwise, it will be frustrations in You get frustrated. There are many people who have attempted to build churches, but they gave up along the line. Because it is a very difficult work. Church, very, very difficult. Very stressful. And that's why there's a need to pray. And so I'm urging all of you that anytime you hear that we are praying about something, get involved in it. Understand that we are all on board to do a great work. And there's a need for all of us to be on the same page. To have the same spirit and the same attitude. So anything that we are trying to build, we need to invest in a lot of time to pray and wait on God, recognizing that it is really God who will build his church. Hallelujah. May God build this church for us. And may we see the mighty hand of God at work very clearly in everything to do with the Shepherd's Fold Restoration family. Whatever you are trying to build for yourself, may the hand of the Lord be seen also. And may God cause all that you are doing to go well and to prosper and to succeed. Lift up your right hand and say, I receive it. Number three. There must be a clear vision and a plan to fulfill that vision. There must be a clear vision and a plan to fulfill that vision. These are 10 guiding principles by which we can arise and build. The first one is that we must all carry that burden and desire to see that the church of God is built. Number two, we must invest a lot of time to pray and wait on God, recognizing that it is really God who will build his church. What is the third one I just gave you? There must be a clear vision. Mm -hmm. And a plan to fulfill that vision. Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 11 to 16. We will be closing very, very soon. Hey! The heat is not easy. New Living Translation, please. Nehemiah chapter 2, reading from verse 11. So I arrived in Jerusalem. Three days later, I slipped out during the night, taking only a few others with me. I had not told anyone about the plans God had put in my heart for Jerusalem. Notice that God had put some plans in his heart. We took no pack animals with us except the donkey I was riding. After dark, I went out through the valley gate past the jackal's well and over to the dung gate to inspect the broken walls and burned gates. Then I went to the fountain gate and to the king's pool, but my donkey couldn't get through the rubble. 
So though it was still dark, I went up the Kedron Valley instead, inspecting the wall before I turned back and entered again at the valley gate. The city officials did not know I had been out there or what I was doing, for I had not yet said anything to anyone about my, about my plans. I had not yet spoken to the Jewish leaders, the priests, the nobles, the officials, or anyone else in the administration. So here you see Nehemiah. Clearly, he was a man with a vision. And that vision was to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Now, without a vision, you cannot achieve much in this life. And if we are serious about building the church of God, then we need to have a vision. A vision is like a goal. It's like an objective that you set before yourself to do something. And without a vision, you will not do much in this life and you will not amount much. And concerning the building of the house of God, concerning the building of the shepherd's fold restoration family, without a vision, it will not be built. Nehemiah had a vision and he also had plans because right there we read about it that he did not share his plans with anybody. So one of the guiding principles to building anything is you must have a vision and you must have plans to go along with the vision. Whatever you're trying to do in your life. Proverbs 29, 18. Where there is no vision, the people perish. That's the part A. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. If you read the same verse from the Bible in basic edition, it says, where there is no vision, the people are uncontrolled. Your vision controls you. It drives you. It leads you to take certain steps and certain decisions. I've told you the story before for those who've heard me preach in a while, and I end with this. There was a time in my life where I didn't have certain visions. For example, I didn't I didn't have a vision to build a house. I'm sure that the thought had occurred to me before. But it was not a vision. And so there was a way I used to live my life. And there was a way I used to spend my money. Why are you laughing at me? You see, growing up was not easy. There were a lot of challenges. There were times that we had to eat things that we didn't feel like eating. And it was a source of worry to me. That why must it be like that? I didn't like it at all. And so by the grace of God, when he blessed me, and I was now in a position to afford certain things, I won't lie to you. I afforded. I chopped it. Hey. Recently, somebody visited me. 
he had come down from the U.S. He's somebody that I've known for many years and all of that. And he reminded me about times when I used to send him to Frankie's. Do you know Frankie's? I don't think you don't know Frankie's. I'll take you there one of these days. And that's a promise, okay? I don't know whether it's still, it's still there. It's still there. It's at Osu. I used to send that they should go and buy pizza. Fully loaded. That means that everything was inside. There was nothing I didn't like. I liked everything. Because I was making up for lost time. Oh yes, please. Now I wasn't buying small one. I was buying very big. And I'll eat. And usually I will ask them to also buy ice cream. Not fun nice. Not the it's not smudge uh, 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 sachets and no 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 scoops no, that one where you go the ice cream is displayed different flavors there's vanilla there's strawberry there is chocolate there is coffee there is lime there is coconut there is there is there is there is plenty coffee and then I would ask them buy one, 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 one of each. Oh, yes. It's confession time. I happied myself really, really, really. Because the truth is that I didn't really have any vision. I didn't. But when the time came and I decided that I was going to build a house, all those things had to vanish. I had to stop. Because when that vision is there and it is real, you calculate everything by the price of cement. So you ask yourself, say, a better cement bags are here. How many bags of cement can this pizza? The money for this pizza can it organize for me once that vision was there i became controlled so much so that at a point my wife started laughing at me because i used to spread hair in those times it was a regular feature so when it was no longer coming because one was building, she started laughing at me and she said, Bogger, are you loose? In other words, I was deflated now. What am I explaining to you? When I didn't have a vision, a lot of things were not controlled. It was chop, 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 better. That was all that was driving me. But once that vision came up, and it came up very strongly. I realized that you cannot continue spending your monies in that uncontrolled way. Of course, I'm also not saying that because you are building, when it's your wife's birthday, you don't buy anything for her. You don't take her out. You just tell her that, Darling, we are building. 
No, wait, that, that's not what I'm saying. So don't turn my message into something else that I'm not saying. That I said that eh, if you are building, don't celebrate anniversaries, don't chop your wife's birthday. That me, I said, I didn't say that. That's not what I'm saying. So husbands, men, build, do all those things. When it's her birthday, take her out. Is there any wife whose husband hasn't taken you out in a while? Ewe, 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 ewe. Who is there? Brother! Okay, please. Oh, my wife is trying to spoil the preaching. Hi. Try and remember. Yeah, try and remember. You know, it's been a while. But that's a good thing about preaching, you see. So, as you are preaching, it is. Uh, wow, well, is that not so? All right. But the fact of what I am trying to bring across to you is that when there is a vision to build, there is a certain controlled way we do things. Why do you think that I have not gone to rent a big hall? with air condition. I know that it's not easy for you here. And as I'm watching you, I can feel what you are feeling. So we can go home. I've closed. But there's a reason why we are sitting under a carport. Because there's a vision to build. If I don't control whatever resources are available now, we will never be able to build something for ourselves. That's why we are inconveni inconveniencing ourselves now. Hallelujah. Because we can't do that. One place that we, wanted, we went to check out, we wanted to rent. The guy says that it's going to cost 8,000 Ghana cities a month. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And... There are places that you pay how much? I mean, rent. If you multiply that by 12 months, that is 96,000 Ghana cities. And you can imagine what can be done with 96,000 cities instead of taking it to go and give some landlord. That's why we've decided that for the initial stages, we are going to do the church in somebody's house. Yeah, God bless the person who has given his house for the church to use. When you are praying, remember him in prayers, okay? Yes. It comes with inconveniences. Because I'm also a very private person. Do you see? Hey, very private. And sometimes you inconvenience yourself because of certain things you want to achieve. Because of a certain vision and a certain goal that you have. So, one of the guiding principles to help us to build the house of God is to have a vision and also to have plans. And there are a lot of plans. There are plans to build the church. There are plans to build other things also. And it is something that must guide and direct us as we press on in this effort to build the shepherd's fold restoration family. Next week, Sunday, we are going to continue from where we left off. But let me say this to you. That we are very serious about what we are doing. 
it's not a joke and the shepherds fold restoration family is a real church that i believe god is building and there's a need for all of us to come on board for all of us to commit to it for all of us to share in the burden for all of us to join in every effort to have this church built i prophesy and declare that a time is coming when we will see very clearly this church in existence with a lot of people with a lot of souls having a lot of impact in the communities both near and far a time is coming when the church of God will be built where we will have a meeting place where we gather to worship God joyfully in comfort in peace and in happiness and as we continue and we align ourselves with this vision the time will come when we will all enjoy the benefits of this great church shepherd's fold restoration family god bless you close your eyes and let us pray as we close now god bless you if um perhaps somebody invited you to service today you may be watching online and you don't know jesus as lord and savior i'd like to pray with you i want you to understand that jesus loves you if you're thinking about how your life will be built and how your life will go well the answer is jesus and so i want to pray with you you want to say pastor please pray with me i want to receive jesus as lord and savior Wherever you are, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Close your eyes and say, Heavenly Father, today I come to you just as I am. Oh God, please forgive me for all my sins. Please wash me with the blood of Jesus. From today, I am yours. You are mine. I will serve you. I will follow you for the rest of my life. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. God bless you for praying this prayer. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.